When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Steelers haven't won in Oakland's black hole since 1995. So why are they 11-point favorites? We have all the big storylines from Sunday's clash with the Raiders. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. In the 1970s, there was no more bitter or violent rivalry than between the Oakland Raiders and the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were complete opposites in most ways. Oakland was a descendant from the old American Football League, and its owner, Al Davis, remained a renegade throughout his life, even after joining the staid, stodgy NFL. The Steelers were steeped in tradition as one of the NFL's foundational franchises. They just didn't have much success winning football games. But all that changed in one of the Steelers' early playoff games, a divisional clash with the Raiders at the old Three Rivers Stadium. It is now known simply as the Immaculate Reception Game, a crazy bounce of the football ricocheting from Frenchie Fuqua to Franco Harris, seemingly caught out of the air, or so says every Steelers fan who swears they were in the confines of Three Rivers Stadium for that game, but it was not a sellout at the time. The Steelers won, John Madden fumed, and the rest is history. The playoff win capping the 72 season did not lead directly to a Super Bowl that year, but it set the stage for an unrivaled tradition of winning that would see the Steelers win four Super Bowls in the 1970s and six overall. The black and gold continue many of the traditions that took root with that win over the Raiders to this day. And the Raiders would take cheap shots at Steelers stars like Terry Bradshaw and Lynn Swan, knocking both out of the games over the, over the rivalry in the 70s. But the Steelers won most of the big games when it counted. All these decades later, the rivalry is virtually non-existent. But that doesn't mean the Steelers have dominated the Raiders in any way, shape, or form. Even as the just-win-baby Oakland Raiders have been a shell of their former selves for most of the past couple of decades. In fact, the Steelers haven't won a game in Oakland since 1995, and Big Ben Roethlisberger, though he's putting together a Hall of Fame career over 15 seasons, is 0-3 in Oakland's black hole. Now the Oakland Raiders will soon be the Las Vegas Raiders, but Big Ben has one last chance to get a W in the black hole. And Las Vegas seems to be on the side of the Steelers. Pittsburgh, without their starting running back, and they're, even with their troubled history of winning games in outlaw Oakland, are 11-point favorites going into the late Sunday afternoon game out west. 
So let's take a look at some of the biggest storylines on what could be a Steelers blowout, another nail-biter, or even, say it ain't so, another frustrating Steelers loss. The website silverandblackpride.com notes that the 2-10 Raiders spoiled a whopping 15.5-point uh, spread versus the Chiefs just last week. And both teams, the Steelers and the Chiefs, are without their starting running back, seeming to bode well for the home team. The site writes, quote, Helping matters for the Raiders is the absence of running back James Conner. The Chiefs were without their top back, Kareem Hunt, last week, and the Raiders were able to keep pace with them late into the game, losing by just one score, 40-33, to end quote. One area where the site does concede the Steelers have already beaten the Raiders is with the trade of wide receiver Martavis Bryant for Oakland's third-round pick. With Bryant having had a disappointing season, to say the least, and now having landed on IR, Silver and Black Pride isn't very proud of that Jay Gruden trade, calling it a clear mistake. All we can say is, you think? Now, we know the troubled history with Big Ben in Oakland, but how big of a danger are the Raiders to extend the Steelers' two-game losing streak? By the way, both of the recent two losses are to AFC West teams where the Raiders reside. Well, if he likes his job, defensive coordinator Keith Butler better have a much better answer against the Raiders after letting the Chargers' Keenan Allen run wild in Pittsburgh last Sunday. Nick Farbaugh with BehindTheSteelCurtain.com calls the Chargers' game-winning drive for a field goal in the waning minutes of that game one of the worst defensively schemed drives he's ever seen. Many in Pittsburgh say it's only a matter of time before Butler is shown the door in the Steel City. And Farbaugh makes some interesting points in breaking down the Chargers' drive and seeing it as a microchasm of all that has gone wrong of late for the Steelers' D. In short, he says Butler has taken the blitz out of Blitzburg and the Steelers have suffered for it during this mid-season swoon. Butler better right the ship in Oakland or both the Steelers and their coordinator could be heading for one long offseason. Farbaugh writes, quote, For some reason, Butler had the prevalence of concepts and personnel that should have never been used on that drive, period. Butler never set up his guys to succeed. You cannot ask these guys to play off-man, not give them help over the middle, and then expect them not to give up 10 and 12 yards on a breaking in-breaking route. Aggressive press man with blitzes is how your defense has thrived all year, so why not use it? They simply never did that, and part of that passivity of Butler's blitzing schemes has caused this defense to regress. The past two games, the Steelers have had their lowest percentage of design blitzes, and I don't know why. Sure, T.J. Watt and Javon Hargrave were near a sack just about every play of the Chargers game, but that's really no excuse to paint this as a good schematic decision. Those stunts have gotten you the pressure you have needed all year, and going away from it is questionable at best. When your defense is getting toasted, 
You need to be that aggressive and bring six-man blitzes. And I mean that. That is how you get your splash plays. And honestly, Butler's defensive passivity is to blame. Unquote. Wow, Farball really unloads on Butler. Now Butler must unload on Oakland. Let's see if he dials up more blitzes against the Raiders. I have a sneaking feeling he will. Always one to capture the drama of sports. Sports Illustrated says the Steelers have reached the pivot point, certainly of its season, but perhaps of the entire Ben Roethlisberger era. SI.com writes, quote, This Steelers season, with Roethlisberger at age 36 and Antonio Brown at 30 and Le'Veon Bell not playing and headed for the door, has hit a crossroads. Pittsburgh could kick the Raiders all over the field at the Coliseum and use the game as a launching point, or this could be where the 2018 season goes to die for a wildly talented but aging core. Unquote. Hey, Ben Roethlisberger, for one, isn't overlooking the Raiders, despite the record. And he said the competitive game that Oakland just played against Kansas City, that 40-33 to loss, is testament of what they can do. Said Big Ben to TribLive.com, You see what they did against one of the best teams in football. They fought them all the way to the end, unquote. With Roethlisberger, the Steelers have lost in Oakland during the 2006, 2012, and 2013 seasons. In two of those losses, he threw a combined two touchdown passes and six interceptions while suffering seven sacks, TribLive.com notes. And since Mike Tomlin became Steelers coach in 2007, Pittsburgh is 3-8 and eight when visiting the Mountain or Pacific time zones. Even fresh from a recent loss at Denver's Mile High Stadium, Tomlin steadfastly refused to buy into the argument that a game's location mattered in the win-loss column. He told TribLive.com, quote, I acknowledge the history but it's not a major component of logistical preparation and things of that nature for us as we get ready for this game. It's just not, unquote. But as for Big Ben in the black hole, the quarterback begs to differ, telling Trib Live that Oakland and its loony bin of black-clad fans is indeed a tough place to play, and that has fed into his 0-3 record there. Quote, you ask me about the venues and stuff and fans, it's not an easy place to play. But then Ben adds, quote, that's what makes it fun. What an awesome challenge for us, unquote. Hey, let's hope Ben is smiling after getting the W, his first, in the black hole on Sunday. And of course, we're going to have much more on this game, including all your key matchups in the next podcast. So come back daily for the latest on the black and gold. Sign up for the podcast out on Amazon Alexa. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.